Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Happy Tuesday night. It is the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. I'm coming to you live from a studio on Peachtree Street here in Atlanta, Georgia. Our super producer and host, he's coming to you live from a studio in New York City. This is the beginning of the show. We're going to be rolling for the next four hours. Thank you to everybody tuned in on the many, many local CBS Sports Radio affiliates who are broadcasting the show. People tuned in on the free Odyssey app. All my folks tuned in on Sirius XM Channel 158. And everybody listening on a smart speaker. Too good to use your hands, your fingers? You want to talk to a computer? Knock yourself out. Yeah, just ask that computer to play CBS Sports Radio. So this is where we'll be. Starting at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific. And it's a, it's a busy night. I mean, every night is a busy night. But we've had so much news just pop off and take place over the, the past several hours. I mean, right now, this minute, this second, we got NBA playing games uh, that are wrapping up. Tonight is like the, I believe it's the end of the, the first round of the playing tournament before we get into single elimination. And so I guess people are finally realizing that, yeah, I can make a, a half million dollars here. Uh, we found out earlier today that... Mark Cuban is selling his majority stake in the Mavericks, but he's not going anywhere. We're going to get into that. Draymond Green makes his return tonight with Sacramento. I mean, forget basketball. If you think about football, college football playoff reveal took place a couple of hours ago, and we got an update. Florida State is right back in it. Matter of fact, we're going to talk to Brandon Marcello from 24-7 Sports. He's going to join us in about 20 minutes from now to help break it all down. David Tepper tried to break down his explanation in firing Frank Reich. Uh, Paul George and, and Russell Westbrook, Westbrook specifically, mad at fans. What else is new? The Chiefs and the Ravens, they look like the cream of the crop in the AFC. Bobby Petrino is back at Arkansas. He ain't the boss, but I will explain. Tiger Woods is back. Baseball is going to be returning to Oakland. And not the way that you thought. And Josh Dobbs? Well, I know he just got to Minnesota. He might have to get reacquainted with the bench. 
I wasn't lying. We got a lot to discuss. Shep, did I miss anything? I mean, Paul George standing up for his teammate. That's about it. Oh, yeah, well. That's what he's supposed to do. You got to have Russell Westbrook's back. He's going through a tough time in his career and life now, isn't he? That's a fair point. Obviously, Tiger, man, I'm glad you brought that up. That's a big story. I'm glad his legs work. Yeah, I think everyone is these days. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's like my legs used to hurt. He had surgery, man. It's oh, You ever had surgery, Shep? Yeah, but I had my appendix rupture. Oh, crap. When was that? Did I, did I know about this? Wasn't that, like, recent? No, that was, that was seven years ago. I also had a very bad inflammation where I had to have surgery. That was last year. You're right. Oh, wow. Okay. It's just your insides exploding all over the place, huh? Pushing too hard, JR. Yeah, well, slow down. <laughs> I'm sorry. Have some, I don't know, Drink. just drink water, right? Does that help? Well, yeah, I mean, but the the, the issue is, and, and, and God bless you and your clean bill of health, JR, but when, Me? yeah, when you work in, when you work the hours that we do, and you work in the pressured environment that we do. Pressured? Yeah. Okay. There's pressure, there's pressure in entertainment. You and I both know that. Um, it, it, it comes with, you know, it, it, it comes with a different set of expectations that people don't understand that we have. And sometimes you push yourself to the limit and it backfires and it backfired on me. I'm glad it hasn't on you, by the way. Don't do that. I know. Well, I don't know. We're going to we're gonna have to scan my brain in a few years, and then we'll figure it out, okay? I know, man. I, listen, the hours, I don't have to tell you about that, JR. These are not easy. All right. Well, let's hope that your appendix doesn't blow. Well, you only got one of them. It's gone, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. We don't, we don't have to worry about that. I appreciate that, man. Yes. That's good. Well, listen, folks, hopefully your appendix doesn't explode while you listen to us here on the radio. If you want to talk to us, it's simple. We got a phone number. It works. It's 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. You can find me online at JR Sport Brief. We're going to get into everything that I just discussed. And I, I want to get this out the way before we get into Brandon Marcello. So much the David Tepper, the Mark Cubans, the even guys getting hurt. I talked about the return of Tiger Woods and even mentioned Jonathan Taylor needing surgery on his thumb. LaMelo Ball going to be out for, for more time. It's like he's always hurt. But this came down to pipe. And this is why we have Brandon Marcello joining us in now about, I don't know, 15 minutes. The college football playoff. The latest update and rankings were revealed. Not too many shocks or surprises that I would necessarily say. Georgia still sitting there at number one after beating Georgia Tech right around the corner from me. Michigan beating Ohio State. Ohio State is now out of the top four. They fall to number six. They were sitting in the number two spot. Now that Michigan uh, beat them, they occupy it. Washington is at number three. And then at four, we got Florida State. My folks from Tallahassee, they made it right back into the college football playoff after beating Florida. Oregon is sitting there at number five. And I, I personally think, and this is what I'm going to ask Brandon Marcello, if Oregon goes out there and they beat Washington, does Oregon now take their spot? I would think so. I mean, if they hand them an ass whooping. For a game that Washington won 36-33 to and won at basically at the end of the game to conclude the game, 
in a rematch for the Pac-12 championship. You you tell me, am I am I wrong to think that if Oregon beats the brakes off of Washington, that they wouldn't occupy that spot? There's just there's so much to figure out here. Unfortunately, I, I think that the Texases of the world are, are pretty much done. And I know there's going to be somebody who's going to call me from Alabama. I can expect it to happen at any moment now. Somebody's going to call me from Alabama and tell me how bad and by how, how many points Alabama is going to so shock the world, I guess, and beat the Georgia Bulldogs and all of a sudden sneak into the college football playoff. It wouldn't surprise me if we did have a, a, a one-loss team here in the college football playoff. I don't think everybody's going to run around and, and be undefeated. Uh, I just don't see Alabama getting in. I don't see Alabama beating Georgia. That's not to say that they can or won't, but, I mean, it took them a, a, a last-second play, a mill touchdown, to even get them to win the Iron Bowl. And so I would say the surprise here is Florida State is back. I mean, it was only a couple of weeks ago, well, last week that they fell out, and I don't know if they're going to stick around. If Washington and Oregon play close, is FSU going to fall the hell back on out? Georgia is a lock. Michigan is a lock. Washington and Florida State, they're not locks. I think Oregon will get in in addition to Washington if if they play it close or maybe Florida State stays in. A little surprised that FSU is, is, is back here in the mix. Hey, Shep, what, what do you think about these rankings that they put out, man? You know, this just really brings up the fact that we need an A-team uh, playoff, doesn't it? Just let them play each other, right? Yeah, like... You don't, like the 13, you don't like the 13 old people sitting in the room <laughs> picking the teams? <laughs> no, and, and, and this is, you know what, JR, if there's a year to do it, because obviously we know Ohio State squeaked in last year um, at the number four despite, you know, losing that absolute, you know, second-half collapse they had and uh, didn't even play in a Big Ten championship game. They still, you know, edged their way in. Now that's not going to be the case. Yeah. Um, it cooked. Uh, right, exactly. It now, I know people want them in, but they're not going to get in. Who, Ohio State? Yeah. Nah, they're not getting in. No, they're not getting in. It is done. But, JR, this is, this is why you need an 18 playoff. This is why they're wrong in going with 12 teams. Um, but with all that being said, Florida State, say whatever you want about them. And I understand they're playing, you know, a Louisville team that had a really bad loss lately. Yeah, Kentucky. Correct. Yeah. And, and we know what Georgia did in Kentucky, by the way. But this has been a situation where there have been very few teams that have actually taken care of business with every single game. Florida State is one of them. Georgia is one of them. Michigan. And so, to me, the team's right where they should be right now. The interesting thing's going to be if Alabama somehow beats Georgia, and as you alluded to, if the Ducks take on the Huskies and beat them in a must-anticipated rematch, then it's going to get chaotic. I, I don't even want to think about Alabama beating Georgia because that will be the only thing people talk about down here for a calendar year. You understand? It's not going to be a week. It's not going to be a month. People are going to talk about that for a year, Chef. I, I don't need that in my life. Just me personally, yeah, I don't need that, that. That's fair. But let's be honest now. Is all this a moot point? Are we just all watching Georgia 
win a third straight national championship and we're in their world right now and everyone else is living in it? I, I personally think so. Uh, if I got to look at this from a storyline perspective, who the hell's talked about Georgia all year? Nobody. We have. You have. Nah, for what? They've been playing a bunch of bums, man. Like, and the biggest story this season for the Bulldogs is the fact that uh, Brock went down with a busted up ankle and now he's back. Like, that's been it, – it, it's, it's almost akin to anybody else who calls up and goes, hey, JR, why are you not talking about the – I don't know. Who's a favorite? Why are you not talking about the Nuggets? Uh, you know, it's like, man, they just won. What do you want me to say? Like, You did talk about the Nuggets. You actually alluded to the fact that Reggie Jackson, of all people, played well when Nikola Jokic wasn't there. Correct. And I didn't even know DeAndre Jordan could still put up 20 and 10. Uh, yeah, five. Don't forget his five assists. <laughs> I remember you mentioned that last night. Yeah, five assists. No, but my overall point is when a team is winning, what, what does he have to say? Like, you're expecting people to blow by them. It's more interesting to talk about the teams that are sitting right there on the line. But I, I, I agree with you, man. I don't to me it don't matter. Twelve teams, eighteen teams, there is no perfect system. I would assume that if you are gonna let the teams kind of, you know, have it figured out, let them let them play. Yeah. As opposed to letting a committee select it. But we gonna get a whole lot more of the uh the TCU experience, if you get my drift. Correct. Yeah, I, I do have a question because I don't want to put words in your mouth. Did, did I hear you correctly? You said that you don't feel like Georgia has really played anybody this year? I mean, in a general sense, up and down for the – I mean, they played, what, Furman earlier this year. That's my point. Co- correct. But you and I both know they have taken care of four top 20 teams this year, and they annihilated I'm not saying Link Kiffin is Vince Lombardi here. But they annihilated a top fifteen ranked Ole Miss team. Yeah, but I mean they, my, they they blew them off the field. Like like they've been they Jr. Like they haven't played nobody this year. Well, let me correct the poor poor choice of words. They have played nobodies this year. Okay, <laughs> okay. that's fair all enough. right. The poor choice of words. Yeah. They have played yeah. nobody. You're not big on Ball State, I take it. No, got it. At the beginning of the season, it's like, hey, JR, you going to watch the Bulls? I'm like, no, no, I do not care. I don't. Like, I can, I can look at the box score and pretty much save myself three hours of an ass whooping. Like, oh, yeah, by the way, I, I wasn't excited about them taking on. Let's see, I'm looking at the schedule now. They beat the Blazers 49-21. to No, I'm not wasting my time watching that. And even from a distance, one of my best friends is a huge Tennessee fan. He's like, JR, I'm like, I'm like, no. He's like, I'm going to call into your show and talk about it. I said, great. You'll be talking about it more than me. You know, it's there's an expectation when you come to the best teams. Just let them, just let them get through the season, and let's see what happens when the games matter. And so this, to be honest, for all of the games that I kind of just look at the score and keep it moving, uh, from Georgia's perspective, I'm going to pay attention to Alabama. That's it. I think I'm going to be on the air in New York City. I think I am. But I'm going to be paying attention and watching. And I'm going to have my fingers crossed that this isn't like a flashback to a a couple of seasons ago, a few seasons ago, where the Georgia Bulldogs were trying to get over the hump. And I know for everybody in Alabama, they're feeling it right now. They're like, damn it, we 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 got this. We we gonna ride the momentum from beating Auburn, and we we gonna ride it into to kind of 
rocking the, the, the apple cart and screwing things up, I get it. For me, I hope not. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. See, I said somebody from Alabama was going to call. Abe is here. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Abe? Hey, what's going on, JR? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Listen, I'm not going to be that guy who's going to call in and be like, listen, we're going to blow George out the water. I'm kind of a realist here, and I realize, you know, we have a really tough task up hand, you know, coming up this weekend. Um, I don't like the position we are in, and uh, I honestly believe either way, regardless, um, I think the committee, they just love Georgia right now, and and I think that's 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 if they even if they lose to us i think you know they still have a chance to still be in it you know yeah depending on how bad you know if if they do lose to us you know alabama you know that's that's just my opinion it's just really tough and just you know playing in jordan Hare against auburn is always tough you know for saban he's honestly i believe he's like four and four at jordan Hare, and uh you know it's just honestly a tough task I've been five and four now, but, uh, you know, I just, I'm a realist. I realize, you know, we really don't really have a really good shot this year okay. to really get in the playoffs. And I, I, I agree with you, Abe, and I gotta, I gotta hit the break to, to get to Brandon Marcello. Thank you so much for calling from Birmingham. My yes, neighbor. Appreciate you. I agree with him. Alabama would have to beat the brakes off of the Bulldogs to get in. I hope it doesn't happen. I'll never hear the end of it. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to get more insight from someone who is an expert here. Brandon Marcello from 24-7 Sports is going to join us. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We're moving towards the conference championship games here in college football. We had the latest college football playoff reveal. The rankings came out a few hours ago, and we're going to have some teams in, we're going to have some teams out. To break it down and give us a full perspective on what we might be watching to close the year and it's the beginning of the season, or at least the playoff, it's time to join us or it's time to talk to Brandon Marcello joining us from 24-7 Sports. Brandon, happy to have you here on CBS Sports Radio. How are you, man? Doing well. Doing well. Good. Thank you so much for taking the time. Florida State occupying that fourth spot back in the playoff. I guess we can go ahead and start there. How surprised, not surprised are you that they are back in the mix? Not too surprised. You know, Ohio State losing allows them to get back in that top four. And it, I think, you know, we talk about clarity. The clarity that was provided in these rankings this week was these undefeated teams remaining in the Power Five, if they win, they're in the playoff. So there is just no way they're going to keep Florida State out of the playoff if they win in the ACC championship, no matter what the margin of victory is, 
They have already slotted them at fourth for being undefeated, and come next week they'll still be in there if they beat Louisville. Okay. Now, looking right above them at, at Washington, we know that they're going to go out there and take on Oregon. I know you just mentioned margin of victory as it relates to FSU. We know it was a slim margin of victory by three when Washington went out there and beat them earlier this season. What do you think happens with those slots or that slot in that Pac-12 title game? Is there any chance that we're going to see both of them in or are we going to have to only look at one of them? Just one of them. I think that's the play-in game of the weekend. It's the win and in and lose and you're out for either team. Oregon, of course, their only loss being to Washington, yet they go into this game, what, a nine, nine-and-a-half point favorite because it's very clear this Oregon team has improved week to week while Washington's production, particularly on offense, has slowed down a little bit. They've gotten out by the skin of their teeth in a couple of games. So no matter what, if you win this game, if you're Washington, you're in. You stay on the field, you're in. Oregon, if you win it, you win a championship, which the committee weighs heavily. If you win your conference title, in addition to how they've been playing lately, and your one loss is to a team that heading into the week was already in the top four, and considering their other victories against top 25 teams, Oregon would certainly be in with a win. But no matter what, the loser in this game is out. Now, Brandon Marcello is joining us here. From 24-7 Sports, it's the JR Sport Re Show on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, we saw what took place over the weekend between Michigan and Ohio State. Michigan uh, now has an opportunity to look at Harbaugh coaching back on the sidelines. Uh, they'll go out there, take on Iowa. I don't expect uh, too many points, uh, at, at least in that one. Well, what are your thoughts on, on what took place this past Saturday, and how does that bode uh, for Michigan moving forward? Yeah, you know, as far as the immediate future, I still think that Michigan, obviously, they've got to win to get in. They lose to Iowa. They're out of the playoff picture. But moving forward, it's going to be interesting to see how this team reacts with Jim Harbaugh on the sideline. And is there any differences as far as some in-game adjustments? It's very hard to tell that week to week, but you'll be able to get that after the game, talking to the coaches and talking to players. What was different about what was going on in that game? But, again, maybe we won't really get all that much from this because – Listen, Iowa just gets blown out in these games. They just do. In fact, I mean, the Big Ten East just does what it does. So I, I, I see this as one where Michigan's probably going to cruise, and we're going to talk about Michigan, whether they're the number one team in the country or not, even though I think the committee will probably keep them at number two as long as Georgia wins their SEC championship game. Brandon Marcello joining us to, to deviate from the, the playoff talk for a minute here. Win, lose, what do you think the future is between Michigan and Harbaugh? This man has been flirting openly with the NFL for the past few seasons. He's been suspended twice, beginning of this season, the end of the year. How long is he sticking around here? If he's going to leave, it's going to happen this year, not only because of what's going on, but because of what they're losing offensively and defensively. I think also he's got some staffers on that staff that are one they're getting looks at head coaching gigs right now including his running backs coach Mike Hart at Indiana is being interviewed there here soon this is kind of the year for them to win the national championship and for him to kind of ride off in the sunset maybe finally go to the NFL because as you said listen he has been flirting with everything and say what you will about that and what he could say whatever he wants about it but it's clear that if presented the right opportunity he's going to go back to the NFL 
and the timing probably just is right, considering how good they are this year. And, of course, all the off-the-field drama and controversy there. Does he really want to stay dealing with that and having that headache and that cloud hanging over him for the next several years at Michigan? I think that will weigh heavily on him. And if the right position comes open and then the NFL shows the interest, I think he will leave. Yeah, and we know the NCAA notorious for taking forever when it comes out to uh, doling out punishments. Who knows? That that might be lurking somewhere down the line as well. Uh, I, I wouldn't blame him there. As it relates to, to Ryan Day, yeah, he, he had to go ahead and, and take the L and go home in and, and, and Columbus, and people are ticked at him. Uh, much to do about nothing when it comes to his job security, or is that a, a realistic worry? Yeah, I think it's much to do about nothing. You know, there's been comparisons to the previous Ohio State, you know, coach there when they were struggling to beat Michigan. They were winning a bunch of games, but they were struggling to beat Michigan back in the mid-90s. But it was different because Michigan was ranked lower, much lower than Ohio State in those games. And not only were they losing to their rival, they were getting upset. We're talking about a game here between two equally matched programs that are both kind of top five, top ten worthy, and that changes things a little bit. And I know that the microscope is so much more focused on the here and now, and you've got to get this done and do this. I, I will say this. You lose four straight years, then I think you start having those conversations because no one out there in any of these top-tier rivalries, Iron Bowl, et cetera, et cetera, can lose four straight games of those rivalries and not be on the hot seat the next season. So it'll be interesting to watch next year. Calm down now, but next year it'll be a problem. I I would think so. Four in a row is uh, the golden sombrero nobody wants. Brandon Marcello joining us here on CBS Sports Radio, the JR Sport Brief Show. Uh, Speaking of not four in a row, trying to go three in a row, Georgia's sitting here at number one. I've had people calling me for weeks about how Alabama is going to march on to the SEC championship game and and use that as the the springboard into the playoff. I don't think so. I worry if it would be an ass-whooping, but that's just me sitting here in Georgia. What are your thoughts on Alabama's chances, and what do you think about Georgia going out there and getting three in a row? I just want to question Nick Saban's magic. I mean, he's 8-0 in the SEC championship game. Um, he's beaten Georgia there when they maybe shouldn't have, when we thought Georgia was on the rise. Yeah. Um, this could be a close game, but I still have issues with Alabama's defense, especially in the back end and the secondary. And counting on Jalen Milrow to have to deliver week after week, and especially down the stretch is, is difficult. It's a difficult ask. And he has responded very well in those situations against LSU. And, of course, last week against Auburn, their tremendous 4th and 31 play. But against Georgia, against that defense, much, much different compared to LSU's terrible defense and Auburn deciding to rush, what, three guys and give him 15 seconds to throw the ball. Um, I, I – I, I don't even want to predict this game because Saban's history in it, having said that, there's still a road there for Georgia to get in the playoff even if they lose. But it's difficult to me. Um, They would need Florida State and Texas probably to lose their title games in their conferences and then probably need some help elsewhere. But right now it's going to be interesting that even if Alabama were to win, 
do they get into the playoff picture? Are they in the playoff? Listen, that you know, the SEC's never really been left out of it for their conference champion, but there's the Texas question. Texas owns the head-to-head against them. Texas is currently ranked ahead of Alabama. Yeah. If Texas wins the Big 12 title, should Texas still be ahead of Alabama in the rankings? Well, the the counterargument to that would be, well, Alabama's got the best victory in all of college football this year. They're the one team that has the victory against the number one team in the country, and that being Georgia, in addition to their other resume wins after that loss in week two against Texas. And both teams have obviously changed since that time. So that's the most interesting scenario to me in all this. Not about Ohio State and everything they need, but the Alabama and Texas question if it comes down to that for the committee. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it will be the, the margin of victory. I think if it's played close, I don't think we see Alabama in. If it's not, then, uh, yeah, let, let's see what magic occurs. That's that's going to be the game that I'm definitely going to stay tuned on. As an overall, who do you see getting in? Who do you think is going to walk away with the national championship? That's a great question. Um, I hate to say it, but what if we just get chalk this week? I think we're going to get chalk. I think it's going to be the top four teams that are in right now. You know, in fact, this is a fantastic uh, piece of, of stats that in history that a colleague of mine looked up uh, at ESPN, David Hale. The top eight teams ranked in the AP polls this year are a combined 89-7 and seven this year. And get this, those seven losses – are against teams that were ranked number 13 or higher. So no team ranked lower than 14th has beaten one of the top eight teams this year. So you're looking at one of the most clear-cut, chalkish seasons we've had in 20 years. And why do we think that's going to not be the case in these conference championship games? We can go with history, like I said, with Alabama and their 8-0 record in Atlanta in the SEC championship game, and, you know, what if Michigan stumbles with all the stuff going around the program there? You know, but history shows us we just don't really ever have chaos. We never really have had chaos in the final weekend on championship week in the playoff era. And for that matter, in this season, when everything was as heavy as it was up top, why do we think that's going to change overnight this week? We're going to find out in a couple of days. Brandon Marcello joining us here, CBS Sports Radio. So to kind of wrap things up, an unrelated question to the playoff, a little surprising news today about Mr. Petrino. Uh, what say you about this return as an OC? <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm an Arkansas guy. I'm an Arkansas alum. I live about 10 minutes from the stadium, actually. And um, when I started hearing these murmurs earlier today, I, I couldn't believe it. And it was almost like a trial balloon, similar to the Mark Stoops stuff at Texas A&M mm-hmm. this weekend. It kind of went up, and it's like seeing how everybody reacted. And for the most part, Arkansas fans were pretty happy about it. And then a couple hours later, it was, hey, uh, the deal's getting done. It's, it, we're finalizing it. And so, interesting times. Listen, the offense wasn't all that great at Texas A&M this year, mm-hmm. but – Bobby Petrino is a fantastic play caller. I think he's going to be much better than what they had this past year at Arkansas with Dan Enos. But, man, the dynamic of him coming back here is going to be so interesting. He was back in Fayetteville a year ago uh, coaching Missouri State as their head coach and almost beat top ten then Arkansas. He was leading them by double digits going into the fourth quarter before they lost. And 
you know, even then the reaction was kind of mixed among the fan base as he walked off the field. But now he's back in one of their own. As long as they win games, they'll be happy about it. But having said that, it's still going to be very entertaining to watch because there will always be something to talk about with Bobby Petrino back on the hill in Fayetteville. And he, he can't ride a motorcycle no more, right? He don't have no license. <laughs> well, listen, I know he used to, back in his day here, there's, there's a thing called the Pig Trail here. It's this beautiful road, a kind of old highway that goes up the hills and everything. And he used to ride his bike, his motorcycle on that. And In fact, I think it was the same exact road where he had that uh, crash. I, I bet he uh, tries to uh, avoid that this go around. I, I hope so. And I hope he avoids taking anybody with him. But that's a different conversation. <laughs> Hey, Brandon, I appreciate you taking the time to, to join us. Brandon Marcello has been here with us from 24-7 Sports. Where can people follow and keep up with you? Yeah, I'm on Twitter or X, at Marcello and all other social media, at Brandon Marcello, and go to 247sports.com. I appreciate it. How about we do another go-around uh, next week? Sounds good. Good deal. Thank you so much to Brandon Marcello for joining us here on CBS Sports Radio. It's going to be interesting to see what takes place uh, championship weekend and then when we get to the the final selection and we know the four that will be in. And uh, I'm going to be watching, like I I said, at the end of the year, I'm going to be checking out Georgia and Alabama, uh, but there have been enough, uh, I don't want to say, almost heart attacks, near heart attacks, watching and thinking that Georgia was going to get close and then Georgia was going to win and Alabama comes out on top. I've, I've seen that story enough, and I know there's going to be a lot of people uh, shaking in their boots here, even with all of the success that Georgia's had over the past couple of seasons. So I'll be staying tuned to that. Who knows? Maybe, nah, nah i got to be on the air in New York. I can't go to the SEC championship game. Anyway, it's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855 212 for CBS. We're going to get more into Bobby Petrino uh, later on in the show. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about or listen to uh, an owner, an NFL owner, who fired his head coach yesterday, and he's going to do some explaining. I don't think there was any motorcycles or crashes or women involved. Uh, we'll hear from David Tepper, and then we'll also talk to you. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. JR wants to hear from you. Call him now at 855 212 4CBS. That's 855 212 4227. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you to Brandon Marcello for joining us on the last break. Coming through to break down the college football playoff, we're sitting here with four teams Georgia, Michigan, Washington, and Florida State. And once we get through these conference championship games, we're going to have a little bit more clarity as to who's going to be sticking around. Uh, Brandon certainly said he expects it to be as is right now. Uh, We'll see if we get any any surprises, any upsets, any beatdowns, any ass whoopings uh, in particular as it relates to, to Georgia taking on Alabama. Let's get to some of your phone calls. 
uh, before we keep things rolling. That's 855-212-4CBS. I did mention to you prior to the break that David Tepper uh, stood in front of the media and, and I guess explained why he got rid of Frank Reich and how he feels about the current quarterback situation. Uh, we'll, we'll get to David Tepper after a, a call or two. Uh, let's go out to John. He is calling from Birmingham. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, John? How's it going, Dayar? Very well. Yeah, I was saying I'm a big Auburn fan and uh, chiming in on the Alabama's chances of getting in. I don't really see them a way of getting in because they already had that loss to Texas, and that already speaks for itself. If they're ahead of them and for some reason they beat Georgia, I could probably see them both left out, to be honest. And I just... There's going to be a lot of bias. A lot of people down here in the South are going to be like, oh, there's bias against the SEC. But people forget twice you had two SEC teams in the national championship. So they really can't say anything, you know? Yeah, no, I understand that. And I think a lot of the, I don't want to call it noise, uh, a lot of the comments are, are likely to come from uh, Tuscaloosa. But I, I oh, think yeah, people, I know how it is. They're I already be- pulling all those uh, back-to-back the bag shirts and all this kind of stuff, but the, the, at the end of the day, they, we, they should never been in that situation. We gave them a game, and you know they had us supposedly losing by fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, uh, and listen, just, when you need when you need a miracle pass uh, to beat Auburn, as as you know, I don't, I don't also yeah. think that that looks good. So, hey, John, thank yeah, you for calling but, from Birmingham, man. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. No doubt about it. Yeah, that I I, I know they beat them. It's not like they beat them down. It took a, a Milrow pass to the end zone to, to get them that victory. So, look, it, it's just always the threat. And so that's why why people are concerned and worried. Because, yeah, it is. It's any given game, not necessarily Sunday, but any given game, we know anything can go out there and happen. And that is something that Frank Reich learned as well as he is fired in back-to-back seasons. Now also here uh getting booted yesterday by the Carolina Panthers. And so David Tupper told everybody yesterday that he was going to have a press conference, and that's exactly what David Tupper did today, although I'm not sure that we got we got too much clarity as to why he decided to go out there and make a move. Uh, he did answer a few questions, and he was asked if he needed to do a better job in hiring people and uh, – Take a listen to what the boss had to say. Trying to make things better is what you always try to do. Um, obviously, that record's not good enough. Um, you know, there's no hiding it. It is what it is, like everything in this sport. Everything's left on the field. Everybody knows what it is every week. Um, that record's that record. And it, like I said, it's not good enough. We're going to self-reflect and make it better. Uh, Panthers are 1-10 this season. Since he took over, in 2018, they have been absolute crap, 30-63. and 63. When he hires his next full-time coach, it will be his seventh coach. Let me say this again. He took over in 2018. It is 2023, and his next coach will be his seventh. And then the big question that everybody wanted to ask and that has been bandied about is that David Tepper was the dude who said, I want Bryce Young. David Tepper says, you know what? Consensus wanted Bryce Young, not me. 
And I agreed with them. Listen to what he had to say about that. Originally, we were going to go to the number two pick, and, and uh, we thought we would get CJ because we thought the Texans were going to pick Bryce. And listen, we preferred Bryce. He was our number one pick. We had a lot of conviction. Um, but, uh, you know, the, in, in answer to your questions, it's just not the way the process was done. The process was done the way the process was done. As far as Bryce Young is concerned, I cannot say this, you know, for myself, and I think everybody in this building would share this sentiment, we are totally confident in that pick. Okay, I think the people that made that pick first, you know, would be totally confident in that. You know, some of them you could ask. And I think the, um, and, and for me, I'm totally confident in agreeing with that pick. Okay. Why the hell, why, why didn't Scott Fitterer show up? Oh, yeah, by the way, they asked him about him, and then he walked away. <laughs> a, a, a lot of clarity in, uh, in Charlotte right now as David Tupper had a press conference. Didn't give a full reason as to why he fired Frank Reich. Uh, passed the buck onto the general manager and the coach when it came down to the selection of Bryce Young. Oh, yeah, they wanted him, and uh, I, I agreed with him. Yeah, go ahead, take him. It's up to you. And then when asked about the GM, who did not speak, he didn't provide an answer. And so God only knows whether or not Scott Fitterer is going to be sticking around or whether or not he's going to be the next dude to get the boot. And David Tupper made it very clear, although he is the NFL's second richest owner, I think he's in that 20-plus billion dollar range. I don't even know what the hell you do with that besides let it sit around. Well, he's not liquid in $20 billion in cash, but you get my drift. He said he understands fandom. Growing up poor and not having money, he understands what it means to be a diehard fan. And now he's a billionaire. I don't think he understands too much about how life operates. But uh, sucks for all the fans in Carolina uh, as he moves on to uh, coach number six and then presumably coach number seven. And then maybe Bryce Young is uh, a decent guy, but not with all that crap around him. Not looking too good for the Carolina Panthers. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. David Tupper ain't going anywhere. We got an owner in the NBA who is leaving, kind of, sort of, Mark Cuban? What? I'm going to explain. He's selling a part of the Mavs, but he's he's not leaving the team? He's going to run back. I'll explain on the other side. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 